Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Annie Fleshman, VP of Marketing at FlowHub. Annie, hello. Good to meet you and welcome to the show. It's my pleasure, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So say a few words about FlowHub. Yes, FlowHub is a cannabis technology company that serves uh, dispensaries across the United States. We have over a thousand dispensary customers that are using the platform today and are processing over three billion in cannabis sales annually. Okay, very cool. So, and you guys offer. So, you're a SaaS company, and you're offering a retail management platform for dispensaries. So who specifically are you marketing to? FlowHub services legally licensed cannabis dispensaries, and we are currently operating in 14 markets across the United States, and, and mainly those that have chosen Metric, that's spelled M-E-T-R-C, and that's a, a very common track and trace system that states used for their compliance reporting. And because it's such a, a highly regu regulated space, dispensaries cannot use traditional point of sale systems that another another retailer might be able to use, uh, a system like Square. The product, FlowHub's product, is specifically built for this niche vertical, specifically for the cannabis industry. So, so we offer a suite of mission critical tools that make running a dispensary easier, more efficient. And, and more compliant. And, and those, those tools include the point of sale, inventory management, mobile applications, analytics and reporting. And so, you know, that audience that we're marketing to, we see it split mainly into two groups. And those are, there's the core buyer personas. T job titles might be owners, directors, executives, general managers, sometimes um, an IT manager. We often will come across consultants or project managers who've been assigned to evaluate the POS vendors, and, and they're, they're, they're the people with the decision-making power, right? They're the ones who are coming inbound to our website. Those are the people talking to our sales team, and they, those are the people with a high conversion propensity. And, and as a marketing team, we're really focused on this group first and foremost, the other major audience that we are marketing to is our core user base. So these are the bud tenders, the store level associates, the receptionists, the inventory managers, as well as the store managers who, who maybe aren't part of the buying process, but they're certainly daily users of FlowHub who have, who have lots of indirect influence. So these, these folks are definitely very busy and so they need to be activated quite quickly so i think you know that's where having modern and intuitive software that is is, is easy to train others on it becomes really important and the experience really needs to be intuitive for them so the the whole idea is that if we can make their jobs easier convert them into fans of FlowHub, when they change jobs and they often do there's very high turnover in the dispensary business, they, they will want to use FlowHub wherever they go. And so I would say those are our two core groups, that, you know, the buyers and the users. But then there's other personas that we extend our marketing to, like the consumers of cannabis, general cannabis community, those who are generally cannabis curious. But for now, I would say those, those are our top two, mainly focused on that decision maker. And what's your number one challenge in terms of 
engaging with these folks? Where do I start? So I have to say the cannabis industry is the most challenging sector that I've ever worked in. It's also been the Mm. most fun. And I think it can be difficult to pinpoint exactly why and pinpoint exactly like one challenge. And that's partially because there are so many different reasons, right? It's an, it's an emerging nascent industry that's growing rapidly and it's one that's ripe for innovation. It's growing in this digital age. And there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of wealth to be had and there's a lot of misinformation floating around. And so because cannabis is still federally illegal, the regulations also differ every single place you go. So the way that they're written and enforced are often vague and ambiguous and open to interpretation, and they change constantly. So you have to build dynamic solutions that are able to adapt to the evolving in- industry. And sometimes that happens overnight. Like when COVID hit, all of a sudden regulations changed where, you know, some shops had to close. Some were able to stay open. That was a huge pivotal moment for the industry to be deemed an essential business and stay open despite federal illegality. And, you know, we had to enable curbside and curbside pickup became really important. Same with delivery and order ahead. Those were previously nice to have features that became must haves overnight. And so, you know, even though we are operating in this niche vertical market or this niche vertical industry, Every market is different. So what you see in California is vastly different than what's going on in Oklahoma. That's different than what's going on in Florida or Oregon. And and these markets are all at a different level of maturity. Some are very sophisticated, while others are still brand new. And, And so you have to be pretty thoughtful about how you're positioning, how you're messaging, and how you're marketing based on the local audience and and their perceptions of cannabis. So, you know, really, I think it's all about being generous with with what you know and and providing education. That that is really key. Finally, I would say another challenge is the limited TAM. There is there's only so many active license dispensaries available, right? There are only so many um, licenses that have been giving out. So there's quite a lot of competition. And the, that dispensary database lives in a place that's fairly accessible to all of the other competitors, the competitive vendors in the space. So there's a lot of vendors that are kind of land grabbing right now. It's a little bit of the wild, wild west. So getting their attention is, is very difficult because I think there's there's just kind of a lot happening and there's a lot of noise. So so I think you really have to stand out from a brand perspective. You have to stand out with your messaging and really leading with genuine intentions to to educate and, and try to help them because it's it's a pretty, pretty wild space right now. So you mentioned education a couple of times. Give me an example of how you do that and how it helps you guys stand out and differentiate. Yeah, so one of the most successful content marketing projects that we worked on was a collection of standard operating procedures templates. We aren't just writing a blog post saying, hey, you need to have standard operating procedures in your dispensary. We're actually giving them a full kit of like 10 different templates that they can 
copy. It's just like a Google Doc. They can make a copy and then they can adapt it to their space. So it's everything ranging from, you know, how to handle inventory, how to check in customers, how to check out customers, how to open your shop, how to close your shop, how to how to handle your cash. It's still largely a cash based industry. And so these templates, you know, they they're actually being used in the shops and, and we give this away for free. Okay. So would you say that's probably your most successful marketing channel, having that information on your website and, and using SEO to, to attract folks to it? Yeah, from day one, we've been really focused on building our owned channels and capturing first party data. What's worked best is creating that highly relevant and valuable content and, and, and building up our search engine rankings to drive the inbound conversions. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, okay. You know, I'm trying to think, you mentioned the, these challenges that are peculiar to the cannabis industry, namely that it's federally illegal and that every state has their own regulations. I'm trying to think of a parallel. Is there any other industry that is actually illegal on a federal level? I can't think of any. That's a great question. I'm not sure. It's it's quite unique in that way. You know, I like to use the analogy of a pair of jeans. Like cannabis is so tightly tracked that you have to anything that you sell has to be traced all the way back to the seed that it came from and that needs to be reported every single day accurately to the state. And so imagine if you had to know exactly which cotton plant a pair of jeans came from like that's that's mm. how tightly regulated cannabis is yeah that's really interesting and if interesting. you don't report correctly there's there's the risk of getting your license suspended or getting slapped with a huge fine or even getting shut down so how how do all those regulations affect how you guys market if they do at all right so my, my philosophy as a marketing leader has always been to invest in scalable, repeatable, and compounding marketing strategies that result in profitable organic growth. So because cannabis is still federally illegal, many traditional platforms don't play nice. They don't allow cannabis-related advertisements. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Google, they all have tight restrictions or outright bar the promotion of cannabis related products, even ancillary products like FlowHub that don't actually touch the plant. Like we're software, we're technology, but even even we are at risk. So so the choices that we have as far as, you know, traditional marketing channels are quite limited. And so how I like to think about running our marketing team and our program here is is almost like an investment portfolio where we're diversifying our bets to maximize efficiency now and in the future. So it's really important to understand that there's no one single channel that's going to generate all the pipeline you need. Like we don't just place this one big bet or go for these like one-time spikes. I'm really trying to build systems that compound and are sustainable over time. So, you know, your re resource allocation needs to be balanced across the blend of strategies. Our spanned inbound, we also do quite a bit of outbound prospecting efforts through our sales team and having strong alignment with them as far as targeting accounts and doing quite a bit of account-based marketing. 
to win those strategic accounts. We do quite a bit of, of partner marketing with our partner ecosystem. Events and trade shows were big pre-COVID, kind of coming back into the fold, maybe starting next year-ish. Quite a bit of PR, and, and only recently have we been, we've been dabbling more into paid. Mm-hmm. But I, so, in my opinion, you need to build that that sustainable organic engine and use pays, paid as an accelerator and not as, you know, your your sole engine for for driving pipeline. Yeah. So given the peculiar nature of the cannabis industry, as we've been talking about, you've really had to be very creative, innovative in your marketing. What's something that you've learned while working at Flow Hub? that that you think could be of benefit to to, mar- to marketing in any industry. Yes, so everything you do should be dedicated to understanding what jobs your customers need to get done and how they can do those jobs better. What can you provide for them? Why do they like it? How do you find them? How do you talk to them? The idea is if you can make your customers successful, you can use that momentum to drive word of mouth referrals and repeat sales and build that compounding flywheel for your business. So, you know, I think you really have to know who you're marketing to. And we use a combination of quantitative and qualitative strategies for for learning about our customers and, and what's going to engage future prospects. We run a pretty rigorous culture of experimentation and do a lot of testing across our website, our emails, and our advertising channels to to pull insights. You know, we're, we're, we're constantly looking at the data to see what's actually driving those results. And then beyond that, we, we engage in customer interviews. We create feedback loops with our sales team, and, and we listen to a lot of recorded audio conversations so that we can actually hear hear the language that the customers are using, listen to them describe their pain points in their own words and and, and kind of learn how, how we can best speak to them and, and help them out for the future. All comes back to the audience, right? All starts with the audience. Yep. So, so Annie, how can folks reach you if they want to connect or if they have questions? Yes, I'm available on LinkedIn. You can just find me by searching my name and I am happy to connect there. You can also email me, Annie at flowhub.com. And that's Annie with no I, A-N-N-E at flowhub.com. Right. In fact, you you guys wouldn't have heard this because I edited it out. But of course, I pronounced your name, Anne, up front. And we had to redo the the (laughs) opening of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> a little confusing, but hey, it keeps it people happens. honest, right? <laughs> no worries. <laughs> well, Annie, thanks so much for your time and for a great conversation. Thank you, Jeremy. Have a great day. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.